Hello everyone, welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with me, Anne Welch. Today's guest is one person I've known. She's special. I really met her this year, last year actually. And she's someone who's just so fascinating from her story. She captures these stories sometimes, just when she talks to you. She's a photographer. Her images will captivate you when you look at what she does. She does portrait, fashion, and lifestyle kind of photography. Hey, hello, how are you? Good, long time, nice day. Well, welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with Ian Welsh. And I wanted, I didn't want to say much about you. I wanted to, uh, you to introduce yourself. But the one thing I did say at the introduction before I admitted to one here was that you were someone that fascinated me. And uh, you, you just fascinate me from your stories. And also from the way you capture your pictures. I think your pictures tells a story. I remember when, you, when we met, you were taking pictures and you said to me stand this way stand this way and i'm like this is very unusual i'm in the fashion industry and just the way you just don't take pictures but you want something to be told through your pictures when you when you someone sees your pictures really tells a good story i would yeah. like you to just briefly introduce yourself to the audience you're going to be watching us today um Hi, I'm Dawn Collins. Um, I'm kind of new to the photography game, really. I, I sort of started about four years ago. Wow. Um, beforehand, I've been uh, well. I've been an interior designer for twenty years or more. Um, so um, I've always had the creative genes, I suppose. Um, you know, I loved art, and I was a dancer at school, and um, just always kind of that way inclined yeah uh, but had always fallen into the things that I was doing rather than really choosing to do them yeah so I um I got diagnosed the, the reason I got into photography was because I was diagnosed with these um, health conditions that I think we're going to talk about mm. um and I was, I was diagnosed late in life, even though it's something you're born with, it can manifest in different ways. And um, I was diagnosed at the age, well, at the age of 30 something. Oh, wow. um, try not to give my age away. <laughs> um, but no, I, I was diagnosed only about five, six years ago. Um, and the, fir the first diagnosis was, was bad enough. And it, it put me into this sort of, um, time of grieving for for me essentially oh. um i i grieved for the person that i was and, and basically what they were telling me i wasn't therefore able to carry on being effectively oh. like, there were things that i was finding myself unable to do oh. um and so i was in a really dark space um and then i was finding out it kind of carried on because the condition that i have which is ellis Danlos syndrome has a lot of other conditions that are related to it which come on as as a consequence if you like yeah, yeah. Um, of that ads and um i just kind of had the final straw um about this it was october um about four five years ago four years ago 
um, and I was in one of my worst times at the at the time. I was kind of you go go through kind of like a grieving process, like you do for losing somebody in death. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the phase where I was just I was so angry, so yeah. angry at everything. Um, angry at the way my life had gone all the all the things that had happened to me and 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 yet i i'd always done things to help other people out i've always felt essentially that i'm a, a decent good person and and then this other thing was thrown at me um and it wasn't the first big thing to be thrown at me and i just thought how much more yeah how much more is going to be thrown at me and and can I actually take anymore you know I'm I'm facing a life with chronic pain there is no cure for it the drugs that I'd been trying weren't helping um and there is no real drug for it anyway and can I really face the rest of my life just you know slowly getting worse and worse with this um and um so yeah, so this this other thing was told about my health, where I have um, POTS as well, which is a tachycardia syndrome, yeah. um, which means my heart rate's very high. It means I have to be very careful about the kind of exercise I take on and the things I do, um, and um, and it, it kind of states that I have a shorter lifespan because of it. However long that might be, you know, how long's a piece of string at the end of the day, but. It, it was it was kind of the thing that got me thinking in, in this October when I was told this that I just right I'm going to give myself to New Year's Eve. I was in such a dark space. It was a case of you know do I end things or do I reevaluate my whole life and think no I, I'm going to live this and obviously I yeah. chose that I'm going to live this life and, and make the best of it. Um, and I have, you know, I, at the time I was I still obviously have three, I have three children and wow. I, I didn't, I didn't want them to see a, a woman, um, give up. I didn't want them to think of me as a weak person. Um, I wanted them to think of their mum as someone who was strong, um, and, um, and determined. And I, that's definitely something I would call myself as determined. I've always, always had that kind of outlook on life yeah no what fascinates me when we first met was um immediately i told you my story um you we gravitate to each towards each other i think because we both suffer from invisible illnesses which we've been struggling to communicate to people all this while and just when you meet someone else who has something similar and the person kind of understands you you're like oh gosh this is much an easier process i don't need to say too much this person just understands me i think that warmed my heart. But before I go to, because I know this platform is all about overcoming pain and everything, um, I wanted to tell people a little bit about your photography because I, I find them a little bit so fascinating. I love the Im- images you do. And, you know, if anyone goes to your Instagram page, you will see lots of interesting pictures. And I wanted to know what got you to that side of um, portrait pictures and how did you get into that male male models and stuff how did you get into that side of modeling um, yeah I mean, do yeah, you know I've, I've always taken pictures and i i never really thought anything of it and although you know people in my family have told me to to pursue it years ago 
Yes. Um, and I never really thought there was an, an avenue there. You know, when, when I went to school, it was all very much about the desk job, about the intellectual, the academic side of things. It was never about growing with your creativity. Um, and so I, I never followed that path. But when I, I looked at life and everything, I, I needed something that was going to help me mentally to be able to cope with the physical side of my condition. And so I've always taken pictures. And when you have children, you, you find yourself taking even more pictures. Yes. And I was just doing that more and more. And, and, and um, I was finding whenever anyone took a picture of me, it was always rubbish. And I was like, why do they find it so hard to take a good picture of me when I'm taking great pictures of them? And, and you know, it, you know, they just kind of convinced me that actually you're quite good at this. Yeah. Fair. So, and for me, you know, to look at a picture, it, it's capturing a moment of, it's capturing a memory, something that you, you know, it, it's not an, it doesn't become, it doesn't have to be invisible. It's a memory that you can capture in a still that you can remember for the rest of your life and I think that's so important I think memories is what life is all about and and when you look at a picture if you don't if you don't feel anything from it if there's no nothing that connects with you then there's no point in in taking it so um that's I think that's what I like about it you know I I, the, the process that i was most nervous about because I've really stepped outside of my comfort zone for all of all of my photography stuff. Um, you know, I was scared to get on a train and go into London on my own, that kind of thing. I would never have done that five years ago. Um, so to to actually shoot one on one with somebody from a different country potentially that I'd never met before was really alien to me. But it's the pro. It's it's actually getting to know those people. That I really love, and and in doing that, I think that um, and because I have, like you you noticed, you know, I think when when you suffer so much in life, doesn't matter what kind of thing it might be from, but I've had several things. It's made me a real empath. I'm a real empathetic person, and I really pick up on feelings and emotions, and and. Seemingly, I can draw that out of people as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had male photographers tell me that you can tell that I'm a female photographer um, because of the, the the feeling that I suppose emanates from the, the pictures I take. There's a slight softness there, yeah, yeah. and probably the conversations that I'm having with the people at the time. Mm. Um, that brings that comfort, comfort because I love taking pictures, and one of the things I find when you have a relation, like when you could connect with that person who's taking the pictures of you, I think it's just easy to smile. It's just not work anymore. It's almost like you're laughing with them and they're laughing with you. And just, yeah, I find it much easier that way. So I enjoy that process. For sure. I mean, I, I often have a brand new model in front of my camera and, and it, it they're, they're very, they become very stiff because they think they've got to pose. Yeah. Yes, of course, They've got to, they have got to pose, but if there's no feeling or connection in it, it, it doesn't translate onto the camera at all and into the picture. So yeah, it, it's definitely a really good thing to be able to get people to relax. And, and I think because of the, the, the situations I've had in throughout my life, I think that's helped me do that. I hope that's helped me do that. I love that. 
I love your quotes on um, your tagline on Instagram, which is talks about huge hearted, stay true to myself and enjoying the process. So how, how are you doing that? How would you, if, cause I went on the page, I was like, oh, okay, how, how would I describe how someone who's doing that? How would you, um, if I read this tagline, I'm thinking, okay, how can I stay true to myself and enjoy the process? What, I, what advice would you give someone who wants to know? Um, I think, I think, um, sort of touching on this whole isolation situation that we're finding ourselves in yes. we've all got a lot of time to think about who we are who we've become where we want to go with that and I think when you're when you're someone that's had to go through um, learning how to live with a health condition and, and, and pain in particular mm. I think you do that a lot anyway yeah, um, and I, I was bullied a lot at school, um, you know, I, I've got, you know, things that happened to me in, in childhood that, that aren't pretty. And I think you're either a sort of person that, that repeats history, so you become those horrible people, or you make the decision to not become that person. Um, and so, I, I think, you know, everyone has choices in life to make and it's down to us individually to make sure that we look at ourselves properly mm. and make the choices that are right for us and that feel right deep down. It, it needs to be a gut instinct and a, a heartfelt thing. And I, I'm not, I just like to feel real. I just want to be me. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's the one thing that I think I have that's quite unique. I think a lot of people live life to please, well, no, I've lived life to please others a lot of my time. Um, but to actually, um, I don't know how to, it's really hard to word actually. Um, but it's, it's really um, meaningful. I think even my sisters and my family read this and like, this is really good because it's at this time in life, nothing will beat the sunshine. Like if you stay true to yourself, whatever, no matter what you're going through, this will bring out the true sunlight in you. Uh, you just yeah. have to be true to it. And I think, but with being true to yourself, you have to recognize that there's darkness in you as well. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, and, and a lot of darkness, but you just have to not suppress staying in the darkness when there's sunny days. You can yeah. still be in sunshine, enjoy the sun, mm. even though you're still in darkness. But when the sun comes out, you go out and enjoy the sun. I think that's really how I would I define my staying true to myself, because that yeah. is honestly it's right now people need that they need to stay true to themselves or else you could lose yourself through this whole COVID-19 process you're not quite sure how to take what's going to happen what's going to happen with the economy what's going to happen with families what's you know what's going to happen with a lot of things and um, but if you stay true to yourself you just the process will seem easy to handle whatever yeah I, I think you're right because I think if, if I mean if everyone looks at everything as you know n none of us can help everybody no, no. But we can all help somebody yeah. or someone. Yeah. And if, if we can do that, if, if everyone can help just one person and that pays itself forward, you know, there, there, there's that ripple effect from that. 
And I think if you if you're true to yourself and and you're a good person with that, you, you can you can help so many people in so many ways, even if it's just by changing somebody's perspective on on an idea. Mm. You know, we all have to. It doesn't. There's there's so many forms of adversity out there. Um, I'm dealing with my daughter having cancer as well at the moment. So you know, and to try and lift her every day and. You know, she's got two over two years worth of treatment to go. We've just hit the one year mark, and something I say to her every day, or not every day, but something I keep reminding her is: we just got to deal it one day at a time. We, if we keep looking forward too much, you're never you're never going to make it. You know, we can't we can't keep looking so much to the future. We have to concentrate on the here and now, and and and, and make the most of that. And then each day just gets a little bit easier that way. So on, on that note, because if we're talking about I mean, people going through, you know, with COVID-19, people are going to go through pain. It doesn't matter who you are. In one way or the other, your life is, will be affected by this COVID-19, either by you staying at home, not being able to do the normal things you normally do, or by you losing your job or losing a loved one, or by you even getting divorced from this whole process of being isolated at home with your loved one. Yeah. Illness, I don't, um, illness could also, chronic illness could also get worse because a lot of people are not able to go to hospital. You. Mm-hmm have lived through the pain both yourself and I see you've also mentioned your daughter when you first got these two news how because any people dealing with these things don't know how to we know how to because we've lived it for a very long time it's not like someone came in March or 8 February whenever it started to say oh and you can't do this this is something this is our life some days we miss six months some days we miss a year we're never sure quite sure when you first got the news about your illness and your, your daughter's one, how did you take it? And the next question will really be about how did you and your daughter start finding joy in this process? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's people need to know. Question. It's because di- it is, it's difficult. And, and actually, I don't think, I don't think any of us should take away from how difficult it is. And I think yeah. you, you have to allow yourself to, to not be okay sometimes you know it is okay not to be okay and there's definitely going to be there's definitely going to be days that aren't great and you're gonna be a bit more emotional than other times but it I think I mean from it's a very different perspective when you're dealing with it for yourself as to when you're dealing with it for your child um obviously you know there's a lot of emotional people around you and, and you you know at the end of the day somebody's got to be the sort of the tougher one yeah um, but you need to you need to you definitely need to take it just one day at a time you really do need to be super present in the moment because looking ahead can actually just floor you i think yeah i found it consumed me when i tried yeah. to make plans because then most of the time my plans were never met because probably I would get sick again. Yeah. And then I get frustrated again. Like then you get really mad with the whole world. You're like, why is the world costing you? What have you done to the world? But you don't realize because you're trying to take things too far and not giving yourself time to actually recover and heal from what has just happened to you. So I, I, I feel where you're coming from that. It's not about us saying to ourselves that we want to, 
look far ahead or start planning for 2021. Because I said I've said to some people, you might start planning far for 2021. What if there's a relapse? We haven't found the vaccination yet. There might be a really bad relapse, right? Because we're used to this. We know what the consequences of actions of these kind of things can be. They yeah. might have a relapse. Then what happens? Then that will actually put people, a lot of people down. But if you have it in your mind that that can happen, I don't know. It just. I think. I think you just. Yeah. I mean, every everything. When you when you look ahead, things can become so overwhelming. Yes. So, so if if you try not to do that, try not to watch the news too much. Try not to get too absorbed with what everyone's saying because there's a lot of scaremongering out there. There's a lot of people that latch on to, to one particular point in things and it and it can become very disorientating I think when you look at it like that. But you really do have to just just stick with the day and you know be a yes person, say yes to all the plans. You know if, if people, I, I mean I, I don't tend to plan that much ahead because I think like you you get used to the fact that actually it often gets let down and, and it, it doesn't come come off but um, if you can just be a yes person but say but it's on the understanding that we just might not be able to um, but and, and just but yeah but just remain in the day as much as you possibly can okay. definitely well, we're, we're almost at the, we're at the end of this, but I just wanted your last message of hope to people dealing with pain right now. I know we've touched on it by a few messages you've said, but the lockdown is easing up soon. And it started on June 1st, I think the Prime Minister said a few key words that it might ease down soon. What would you say to... Uh I think be cautious because I, I don't think the lockdown should be easing, easing up quite as quickly as perhaps everyone wants it to. Um, I think, I think um, you know, when, when you are dealing with pain and any kind of situations like that, you just have to be really conscious of yourself and, and what, you're, what you're dealing with. Um, and you need to definitely focus on something that gives you a lot of pleasure. Um, something that really helps you to be mentally strong to cope with everything else. Yeah. So that's, and that's why I turned to my photography. Um, and that's why I've started a project that, that's enabled me to keep creative throughout this lockdown. Because sit, sitting at home twiddling my thumbs will just eventually mean that I'll be thinking and focusing on my pain way more than anything else. So you, you have to just, yeah, you have to have some kind of structure in place and, and really find something that you love to do. And how is your daughter right now? How is she keeping on all of this? Um, it's hard for her. Um, she's obviously, um, it's been, a, it was a year on the 1st of May. So, um, and she's still got over a year of treatment still to go and of course now some of it's been delayed because of covid mm -hmm. so um she knows that she's got a bit of a longer journey than than the other children and stuff and she'd only just started going back to school this year 
um, before before the lockdown happened. I mean, at least this time she does have her brother and sister at home with her, so she's got a bit more entertainment going on. Mm. And she knows that all of her school friends are also at home, so she's not necessarily missing out so much. But when they go back, she won't be able to. Um, and and that's, that's definitely, I've just started to see that creeping into her mindset and she knows that she's going to be missing out again. So it is tough, it is tough, but um, I mean, I think, you know, again, any kind of adversity, there's always a silver lining to it. There's always something that you can find that's positive from it. And she went into having cancer with one of the biggest hearts you'll ever see in a nine-year-old. But when she comes out the other side, she'll she'll have an even bigger heart and she's such an inspiration to so many people she's got her own little instagram page and we we talk about all of the positives and and we 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 do touch on the things that aren't so great because you have to keep it real it is real like i said earlier you know it's okay not to be okay sometimes and you have to recognize that that you have to just be easy on yourself and allow you to have allow yourself to have those bad days yeah, just yeah. recognize it's not going to be forever. Nothing, nothing bad lasts forever. No, yeah, it's true. So. I think that's what I love about um, the whole process of we with invisible and chronic illness is that we kind of we have lots of bad days, and I, I won't pretend to anyone that it's easy on us. But at the same time, once we kind of have good people around us, for me, good people around me matters, and I, I think. That's what your daughter will find right now, having her siblings around. It makes a huge difference. But with the system, have you found the system quite helpful? Because I think if other people are going through similar things and they don't know what to do, have you found help in the system? Because I told you, my, my university days, I always found help when I found there was this disability scheme, schemes that help people with um, illnesses to get by at university. Have you found any system in place that will help you, that you could advise any other person who's going through similar things? Um, with um, with EDS, there are definitely a, a few help groups and things like that. I mean, it's still, it's, it's, a, it's on the register of rare diseases. So a lot of people don't know about it. GPs, a lot of GPs don't understand it. And because it affects so much, it affects every part of your body, organs, bone structure, you know, joints, everything there's no one person you can go to so it is it is a massively long process i can't pretend it's not it's definitely not easy um i can't pretend that it is um but there are people out there that do know about it and and can definitely advise and you know anyone that's in the situation with eds i think most of us are more than willing to talk to anybody and and, and give advice and help on, on that. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, it's a difficult one because there's not a lot of funding behind it. So, um, but there are definitely there's help groups always. It depends. I think you know you have. It depends on your personality as to whether or not that kind of thing will help you. But you won't know unless you try it. At the end of the day, and, and that's I think. I think when you're in a situation like this, you've got to try everything just to work out what bits you need to take from each section. Yeah, it's very, very true. 
Yeah. Yeah. When I when I was first um, when my sickle cell was first diagnosed, it wasn't very out there. Yeah. So you had to look in little bits and places all over the place and to find the right help. So it's very yeah. it's difficult, but I think if you just keep looking and eventually you find what works for you. That's true. I mean, we're all individuals at the end of the day, you know, and it, it is it is a lot down to your attitude towards these kinds of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a determined person and, and you want you want to prove that you can you can still be strong regardless then you're gonna you're gonna need a different kind of support than somebody that isn't as determined yes yes um so it's yeah it's all very personal it's all very individual but um i think i think that the bottom line is is that if you can try and work out who you are and 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 that it comes down to that being true to yourself is if you if you know who you are and you know what you want out of life mm. and you can you can just concentrate day by day on that know know full well that you're going to have bad days and that you can allow yourself to have them but um, equally you know make steps towards your goals yeah. If, you, if you're doing something that makes you happy and, and you want you want to get to a certain place with it, mm. that's going to keep you going no matter what. That's true. I love this. And I'm so grateful, Don, that you were able to join me today for this conversation. With Thanks for me. Um, it means the world to me because I think when I tell the story just by myself, people understand that more than hear other people's own story i think it also they like okay this is really interesting and also fascinating to hear how others deals with it your story is one that I've, I've always found very fascinating and very inspiring i found it inspiring the very first day we met then the photographic side of you which is um i would encourage anyone who's out there to definitely hit you up because you should your photo your photos are amazing and you really bring up the smile in a person so even if this person is really tired i don't feel like doing a picture that day you know how to bring up their smile thank you so much and give my love to your kids and i hope you enjoy the rest of this isolation process yeah and we'll get to meet again very soon i hope so yeah missing you <laughs> I miss you. Thank you, darling. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.